Okay, hello, and welcome to another edition of Innovations in Education. I'm Kevin Hogan. I'm editor-at-large at East School News, and very happy that you have found us and have clicked in to listen to this conversation. Especially happy uh, because this particular episode um, highlights one of the winners of the East School News Hero Awards, which were recently announced uh, for 2021. Uh, the program involves submissions from our sponsoring companies uh, from across the country, across the world, really, asking them to submit um, districts and schools that they felt really performed, overperformed during the recent 15, 16 months that we've had to endure this pandemic. Uh, and uh, one of the three grand prize winners uh, was San Diego Unified School District. And with us here, Julie Garcia. Julie, how are you? I'm great, thank you. Nice great. to be here. Thank you. And Clint uh, Knudsen uh, from Trox. How did I pronounce that, all right? Perfectly, yeah, excellent. put the K there, we're gonna use it, thank you. <laughs> excellent, excellent, thank you. Um, so again, you know, we received dozens of submissions from schools, from small schools, from charter schools, from private schools, smaller districts, what really stuck out with San Diego with our judges was the scale, the size of the district. It was the largest district to submit a submission to, to the contest. And um, what I'm gonna do here is read a little bit of the submission so our listeners can kind of get an idea of the raw numbers that we're talking about and uh, in, in terms of the, the quick turnaround. So it was in March, 2020, the San Diego IT team developed a public facing website and curated more than 200 lessons for students to engage in at home. Later that month, and again, this is the first month. I mean, this is a time where a lot of districts were still trying to figure out if they should send Chromebooks home with kids. Uh, the team began an extensive professional development initiative. During this time, the team set a clear vision for distance learning. Teacher volunteers were recruited to lead courses and develop workshops. The timing was crucial. The team aimed and succeeded in training more than 5,000 educators prior to April 27th, the day in which the entire district moved to remote learning. So from April 27th to May 28th, the IT team continued to offer workshops and online office hours to support educators with distance learning needs. For several weeks, the instructional team trained up to 1,000 teachers a day. Uh, that's just, those raw numbers are... are uh, <laughs> Are, are kind of mind-boggling, Julie. So first I have to say congratulations for, uh, for a, a well-deserved honor. Uh, and, and thank you for the work that you did for your students. And thank you for your time and your insights for hopefully we can um, share some best practices here. Okay, thank you. Well, that's, and let's get right into it. So uh, I, I hate talking about it, I'm tired of it, <laughs> but um, you know, Talk about that time uh, and the pivot that you had to make there in San Diego in terms of turning into an all remote school district. So it was um, it was quite a challenge. You know, we um, I think we went uh, sent everybody home on Friday the 13th. Um, but so March 6th, when, when we were curating all of those lessons that you referred to, those started a ways back. So even in February, 
we were trying to plan ahead for what happens if kids have to go home. And, you know, people were really kind of joking, oh, that's not going to happen, right? right? In hindsight, it's interesting. So um, we did, we gathered um, resource teachers from central office. We created these lesson plans for teachers. Um, and, and really that was kind of our first eye-opening experience for creating lessons for having others create lessons for for accessing um, materials online because it was a learning a process in itself yeah. um, people were designing different formats for lessons there wasn't consistency there were different things that this department was having students do this and this other departments were having them um, access content in a different way so this website actually started as a an interesting learning experience for us all in how people just create content um, online for students yeah. to access. So um, that was our first learning experience. And then when we did all go home, I had this crazy idea. I'm like, hey, teachers are at home. They never have time to like learn technology on their own. Let's just offer some fun Zoom lessons. And so we started offering um, some Zoom classes for teachers while they were at home, tools for engagement. Um, you know, we did like formative assessment type things and Flipgrid and like fun things that like when teachers would, you know, go back to their classrooms in a few weeks, ha ha ha, they yeah. might be able to try some of these new tools on and so on. And so as that week went on, we started to realize um, we might be shifting to online learning. <laughs> this is going to have to go beyond um, the fun engagement tools. Um, it's going to have to go into how do I use a learning management system to teach? How do I engage students in, uh, in a Zoom or Google Meet type setting? And so we totally shifted gears. Um, I, I do, though, I have to say that even during those couple of weeks when we were offering the fun tech classes, um, there were days when we were seeing five to 700 teachers a day uh, coming to learn technology, which made us feel really good. So um, due to the large numbers, I know you mentioned that we do have um, 5,000 educators. Um, we, those are our teachers. We also had to include a couple thousand paraeducators, other staff members. So, so the, it, it got a bit bigger, but we refocused. Um, we narrowed ourselves down to three platforms of learning management systems that, that we would provide or provide support for, recommend use. Um, and it, what it really came down to was the volunteer teachers. So those teachers that were in still teaching students, preparing to teach online, but they knew that our little department of six could not train 5,000 teachers. So we gathered all of these teachers, we prepared, um, we prepared content for them, we, we made the presentations and the workshops together, and then we offered up to 30-something classes a day for our educators, um, mostly due to my wonderful department and the uh, teachers that volunteered their time um, to help teach colleagues in our district. So it's probably some of the most, um, I, I am the most proud of, of that work um, that I think I've probably ever been, except a few times maybe as a classroom teacher, but <laughs> sure. outside of the classroom, um, the, the, what we accomplished was incredible. One, one particular aspect that I found interesting was the focus on the teachers. A lot of districts that I talked to, 
and obviously I'm not saying that you didn't have a focus on the students uh, and, and, and connecting the students, but the importance of having the faculty prepared and able to make those connections uh, seem like an interesting strategy as opposed to the student, because you really needed, and again, in my conversations with various districts, the idea of social emotional learning became mm-hmm. front and center where it used to be kind of a nice to have. But um, as long as teachers were able to connect and feel comfortable, and while they're also traumatized, be able to be in contact with their students, right? Yeah, and we have a great uh, group here in our district that also supports the social emotional support for teachers, but in using those SEL strategies for students. So a lot of that was built into, it wasn't just tool-based. It wasn't like, here's how to use your learning management system. It's, it was, here's a great way to check in with your students when they're on Zoom with you. Here's a great way to keep students engaged while they're in a breakout room. And so we really try to focus on the pedagogy, the checking for understanding, the universal design for learning, where we're sharing different types of instruction and content with students. So, so really trying to, we, we tried to get to those student outcomes through the teachers, if, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So yes, it was teacher focused, but with the intention of impacting our students. Right, right. Now, Clint, I know uh, Trox, you have certainly a large uh, number of districts with which you can, um, that you interact with. And then what, what was it about San Diego um, that that in, inspired you to nominate them uh, be, besides the obvious of what we just oh. said. <laughs> sure and that, and that was frankly a big part of it because you know to go from I, I just keep going back to that march where Julie talked about that a little bit where all oh, the students will come back in a few weeks and to go from the show up to class every day to make a, a complete paradigm shift to online learning to remote learning is just, it's astounding that they were able to pull that off on such a wide scope to support that many students, that many teachers. And uh, at Trox, we, we take a lot of pride in providing tools to the educators that really help link that pedagogy, what she's talking about to impact the learning outcomes of those students to enable the teachers, those tools enable the teachers to do that. But something that just was really, I'll never forget a meeting I was sitting in at San Diego Unified um, previously as we're, you know, organizing these large rollouts to deploy technology throughout, you know, hundreds of districts, thousands of classrooms or schools and thousands of classrooms. And uh, I I remember sitting there and I was so impacted by the passion that Julie demonstrated in one particular meeting and just making sure a very simple thing was being focused on. And that was that the students can learn that day and that the teachers are positioned to effectively teach that day. And, and that was really, you know, I, I believe teaching and educating our kids is such a noble cause. And to just see that at such a pure level um, of the, this, this is more than a job for Julie and her team. This is just a, a passion. And I, I don't know if I can come up with a word strong enough to demonstrate <laughs> the, the importance that they had on how they just needed to make sure those kids could learn and that the teachers could teach. And that, that made a, a significant impression on me and my, my coworkers who are in on that meeting. We were messaging each other d- during the meeting. This is, 
this is awesome. Yeah. And just for, for lack of a better term, this is awesome. This is coming from an individual who has children that are being impacted by educators every single day. So it was really inspiring to me to see how important it was to them that the students are positioned in the best possible way to learn. Yeah. Now, Julie, one of the things I think that impressed the judges were that you did seem to be uh, ahead of the game, or at least well prepared, um, going in rather early when comparing to a lot of districts. But I'm assuming that you were um, creating innovations on the fly here as well, right? Talk a little bit about some of the discoveries that maybe you've made over the course of the past 15 months uh, on ways in which you'll keep uh, this strategies and techniques that maybe you'll keep hopefully once we get through this um, madness uh, to ultimately kind of continue on uh, improving the way that we connect and, and teach and learn. So uh, we have a student advisory. Well, first of all, we, um, because of everything we did learn during um, our shutdown and our online learning, uh, our district is transitioning to a one-to-one -one district. Um, where students will get a, they will get a device in second grade. That's their device for second through fifth, sixth grade. That's their device for sixth through eighth and another device in ninth grade for ninth through 12th. So that we continue, can continue a lot of these strategies that we learned. Um, we learned, teachers learned a lot about um, student-centered learning. So a big shift was I don't have to be, if, if I'm sitting on Zoom and I'm going to talk at you for an hour, I am not going to have your engagement, right? So teachers had to explore different ways of releasing, releasing that responsibility to the students. And you don't just say, okay, you're in charge now, right? That comes down to lesson design and it comes down to using appropriate tools and such. So that was a big shift that, that we are continuing to work on, especially as we come back into the classroom, because some teachers, <clears throat> some people are still saying, oh, wow, we get to go back to business as usual now. And it's like, no, we don't. We, don't. <clears throat> we learned so much about checking in on understanding, about students empowering themselves to be in charge of their own learning, students creating goals for themselves. Um, we have an advisory uh, committee, a student, we actually have a student board member um, as part of our board of education in San Diego Unified. And our student board member runs an advisory committee. And so we went and met with these high school students and really just trying to pick their brain. You know, we're like, what worked? What did you like? Um, because we wanted to use that to come back to teachers and say, look, this is what your kids loved about learning online. Let's continue this. Let's keep moving with this. And some of the things that the students said, they really liked like some of the tools teachers used, like um, checking in on understanding type tools, Pear Deck and, and making movies and, but what it really came down to is that students felt more, now these are secondary students. I think it might be different with our elementary learners, um, but students felt more connected with their teachers. Mm. So in Zoom, when they're in Zoom, they love to be able to send the teacher a private chat because they could ask questions without feeling embarrassed in front of their peers. Um, they could ask their teachers questions at any time, in the middle of the day, at night. They knew their teachers would respond to them through the messaging of their learning management systems. So 
they also felt more connected to their peers. So they said, instead of just raising my hand in class and hoping my teacher calls on me, my, I know my teacher is seeing what everybody's thinking. And I can also see what my peers are thinking. So by learning online, if I'm in a discussion board, I now see what every all 36 students have to say instead of just the three to four students that uh, the teacher calls on. So I personally feel like our takeaways are how we can um, put learning in the hands of students, how we can connect students better with, with their peers and with the teacher and um, the communication, the engagement. Um, there's just so much we took away from it. Yeah, yeah. And, and Clint, talk a little bit about how you've seen um, these sort of discoveries or these sort of innovations, such as Julie is talking about, uh, not only in San Diego, but other districts and how it might change the relationship that you have with, with, with customers such as San Diego. Yeah, as far as the, it, it, it's been a lot of, it's been interesting. It's been a time of innovation, as you mentioned. And as the, as the districts and they're just trying to figure out how to make this work in a, in a new environment that was, that was so challenging. And, and I've, I've just have a mountain of admiration and respect as they try to bring these different tools together and, and, and something we, we really enjoy doing. I, I, I know me personally, as well as my team, my teammates throughout the country really take a lot of pride into, you know, providing those tools and we go in and, do our very best to understand what the district's goals are, because you know one one district's priority might range slightly from their next door neighbor district, depending on the the makeup of the district, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, really taking those tools that we have that operate in the classroom and figuring out the best way to put that those parts and pieces together to align them to the goals that the district has. And ultimately, we're all on the same team. We're all in this together. We, we want the kids to be successful, to be prepared for the future in whatever environment we find ourselves. And so that, that's one of the, the fun things about what we do is being able to be flexible and being able to figure out, okay, here's the environment in this classroom. What, you know, this, this interactive panel is going to work out great. This particular audio system is going to really be what fits the bill while we're wearing masks. And, uh, you know, the, the, the innovation part is fun. It's, it's an evolving animal. It's changing every single day. There's improvements made every single day. And, and uh, being a part of a, a, a team effort, working with the educators in conjunction with, with what we do is, is really rewarding. And so it's a lot of fun to see the successes as, as they play out, you know, com combining our know-how and our knowledge of the, the technology, the different tools, whether it's a, a Chromebook or an interactive flat panel, working with the district on, you know, combining their expertise into how to deploy that. It's, it's uh, really re rewarding and, and a lot of fun to see how innovative everybody is throughout this process. Absolutely. So, so Kevin, uh, you know, and what Clint's also not men mentioning is that, <clears throat> excuse me, we, uh, we did transition this past April to a hybrid model of teaching. And so uh, Trox was super supportive in helping us um, investigate and look into webcams. Uh, we ended up purchasing tripods, webcams, um, 
and cabling for all of our classrooms so that teachers were able to teach simultaneously with the students that chose to come back to school and the students that were at home. And that was in a completely, totally different shift in teaching, right? Very challenging for yeah. all of our teachers. And we know that. But um, in working with a company like Trucks, they helped us, you know, explore the different options, provided the, the different types of webcams, gave us the feedback, um, and just were super supportive in a, a quick, like, oh my gosh, what do we do if we teach hybrid? Okay, well, we get webcams that have microphones and we um, make it work. And Trucks was super supportive in all of that as well. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And that, that was a fun conversation to have in, in terms of, okay, what's the classroom like? Where is the teacher going to be positioned? And, and, you know, you have this holistic conversation of how that technology needs to be deployed, how it's going to be most impactful in that classroom. And that, and that, that takes a, it's, it's a conversation. It's a, it's a partnership that we work through and, and thanks for sharing that, Julie, that was a, a big undertaking and, and a, a good project. Our, um, our, uh, uh, you know, our conversations went really well and it, it was a successful endeavor for sure. It was excellent. And I knew the, the toughest part of this conversation would be to end it because there's so many stories and so many ideas <laughs> that we can share through. But as we, as we finish up, Julie, let me ask you um, this. I, I, in my conversations with um, progressive districts and um, tech directors who uh, have been ahead of the curve when it comes to the integration of technology into their into their schools. Um, many of them kind of had some guilty pleasures um, where, for instance, maybe they wanted to do a one-to-one -one program for 10 years, or they've talked about the importance of, of remote learning or you know, professional development. And, you know, and it's as awkward as it is to say, all it took was a global pandemic to change some <laughs> of the behaviors of the wider community to come to to understand and appreciate some of this. Um, looking forward, are there, and looking past uh, the madness here, um, what would be some of the projects that you um, maybe would want to initiate that maybe that now that everyone understands the importance of being connected remotely, of having act, every child having access to broadband, what, what are some of those things that maybe are, have been on ice because of this pandemic and response that you might want to set forth with once we go back to whatever normal is? <laughs> you know, I'm not really sure. Our, our department has done a lot of work with STEAM um, in science, technology, and uh, engineering. And um, really, we're, we're going to be continuing that STEAM work of, of truly like interdisciplinary learning. To me, that's huge, um, how we can help students make connections. Um, but we're, you know, full disclosure, I, 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 there's not a next huge big project. I'm really just trying to take us to that next step because we're still in a place where, um, we're seeing a lot of just we substitution still, right? We did what we did in the classroom and now we're doing it online. So our next steps really are um, chunking uh, lessons and lesson design into the, the, the universal design for learning, right? How are we representing content? Are we helping teachers use video screencasts and different ways for students to learn more independently? Are they working on things for engagement? Um, 
and, uh, and then how are students representing? And I think that how students are representing their learning is most important to me because our district's doing a lot of work with um, anti-racism teaching, culturally responsive teaching. And we learn that kids learn best when they're connecting with each other, when they have a voice and they can share their voice in creative and innovative ways. So we, um, are kind of highlighting that work. And, and with that being our goal to provide every student a voice, the technology is then that tool that gets us to that outcome. So we always pride ourselves in being uh, the support that gets to that end instructional goal. Um, so I think we're just gonna, I, I wish I had this big like, wow, we're gonna set the world on fire and do this, but um, we're just gonna keep, keep going on the same path we've been working on with um, lesson design and um, equitable opportunities for students. Well, if the, if the work um, exemplified by the past uh, 18 months is any indication, then that will be more than enough uh, to go forward. <laughs> and uh, for more than one reason, make me want to move to San Diego and have my kids go to your district. Uh, really <laughs> seems like it was a uh, you know, uh, you know, an amazing accomplishment that you continue to, to plow through. And, you know, we're not through this yet, um, but it really seems that uh, your district is in good hands. So thank you. Congratulations um, for the award. Clint, uh, congratulations to Trox and to your relationship with San Diego is an important part of it. And thank you for getting their story in front of us that we could share it with, with our readers. Thank you. And thanks everyone for uh, watching this uh, or listening to this episode of Innovations in Education. I'm Kevin Hogan. I hope you click around and find another one soon. <laughs>